Coming to you from the Vow Exchange in Kansas City, Missouri. This is Catherine. And this is Amy. And you are listening to the I Do Rescue Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Greetings from Kansas City, Missouri. (laughs) We're back here. We are... um, here with episode two. Episode two. We made it. We made so it. Far. And we're yes. getting better. <laughs> Y'all, we're, we're, if you can't see it, we're actually patting ourselves on the back right now. So <laughs> <laughs> we have real grown up microphones. We do. And, yes. uh, it's getting better. It's getting better. But we're super excited to introduce to you our, our second episode. Um, we talk a little bit about um, this uh, analogy about building a house. Um, so you all have to listen in yeah. and see exactly what, that, what, what I'm talking about on that. And, uh, but yeah, talk about what, what, you know, uh, how we got here as far as, uh, our backgrounds a little bit. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of personal. Yes. You you get a little bit of, a little bit of background on, um, on why, why we're in this business and, you know, just so you know, it's just, you know, so y'all get to know us a little bit better. Yeah. And, uh, and then you also get to learn about how Amy is literally the queen of analogies. <laughs> I don't know about that. But so oh yeah, it's pretty heavy on analogies. Yes. We have quite a few. <laughs> as you will find as you listen to more I Do Rescue. You it will may or may not have something to do with Duraflame. <laughs> you so will soon find out. Yes, you will soon find out. So sit back, enjoy. And, um, and by the way, we're recording this right before Thanksgiving. So everybody out there have a happy turkey day or I hope you already did because you're probably listening to this after the fact. So thank <laughs> okay. you so much and enjoy. All right. Bye. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, <laughs> Sally, Birdie, Abby. Oh, <laughs> the, pup- the puppers. They're all here. We're all here. Our coworkers. It's the best, cold. The best ever coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. Keep They're warm. <laughs> <laughs> it's snowing. Or it's not snowing anymore, but it's cold. Yeah. It's November. It's That's not okay. You know, no, I'm not ready Kansas for it. City, it's not okay. No, we did have our uh, third annual. Yes, tonight's the night. Okay, so it is time. Oh it's that gosh. time of year. It's that time of year. <laughs> so okay, so tonight we sound like the NPR people. Right we totally now. do. We're gonna, <laughs> start, we're gonna start talking about our cats. You know, here real soon. Actually, we, we just just talk about our we're dogs. We're here. So. We're here. We did. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Here are our dogs. <laughs> uh, so tonight's the night. So for all those listening out there, um, who who out there is familiar with Duraflame? Right, the product Duraflame. It's like those logs that. Yeah, um, I don't. Wh- is it made of wood? Not sure. It's made of something highly it's excitable. Like, it's like <laughs> it's like the hot, hot the hot dog of logs. <laughs> it is the hot dog of logs. Oh my gosh, but, that's the best analogy. Ever. But you, it, but in this case, it would be a hot dog that you actually ignite the wrapper of the hot dog in order to make the hot dog work. Oh my god, this, can that exist? I think that would be cool. <laughs> what if it was like a like a wrapper that you like, cook your food in the wrapper? Kind of and what if it like morphed into a bun while you were cooking oh it <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go my sorry mind, we gotta go make this my mind See you is later. kind of blown right now honestly you know what's that my mind is kind of blown right now I know. honestly uh, so obviously we've, yeah. we've got we are in the wrong business we need to be uh heading out to the to the lab to, to lab build to this up right to now build our, uh, our self-cooking hot dog no so anyway. flame the self <laughs> the self-lighting log i guess well it but doesn't light on its own no it doesn't light <laughs> but but it's self-ignite like like it doesn't need kindling uh, other than the right. wrapper itself but the wrapper is so the kindling i would say it's absolutely satisfying though to light their wrapper on oh, fire yeah. and then just walk away 
Especially you since like, on the wrapper like is a picture drop. of like it looks like a romance novel picture. Of okay, these. so this is what started. <laughs> this is what started this. Okay, so anybody who's out there, if you're at the grocery store, because you can buy the Duraflame logs at the grocery store, um, and when you're there. There is, uh, you know, you find the log and there's this fantastic ma- packaging of like this sweet little couple c- canoodling. I love that word, canoodling. <laughs> they are canoodling. In front of, in front of like, a fireplace, right? And there's the little type underneath it that says, tonight's the night. <laughs> I don't know that it has the intonation, but we definitely <laughs> put it there. I mean, how can it not? <laughs> how can it not have that intonation? Like what else was Duraflame thinking? When they put in tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. So um, so this was at the end of a very long day of weddings, and it was our team, and we were tired. We're all, hey, y'all, let's all head over to Amy's backyard and sit around the fire pit and, you know, have some wine, have some beer, and all that kind of stuff. And then, so we stopped to get a log. and Because I like, was, I don't have, I didn't have any wood. Didn't have any wood. So we're like, okay, this is instant fire right here. And when we saw that, we're like, this is so delicious and wonderful. We have to do this again now every year because... Because we just it's just such an amusing way to start a fire. It uh, is. A rapper that says, tonight's the night. Right. And not that there was anything sexy going no, on. No, no, it's just we're there just standing just around a, a fire pit. Yeah. yeah. It was very, it was very uh, fun. And I would think that first, that first year, uh, we, it was you and me, Kristen, and Kristen. I think Josh just and Mel were there too. I feel like. Did they maybe, maybe show they up later? Us. Yeah. Jo- Josh is Kristen's fella and Mel's my fella in case you guys haven't figured right. that out. Yeah. And uh, we sat out in the backyard, and it was yeah. Oh, oh, it was right after the election too. So we oh, that's we right. uh, it was in 2016. So we we sat around the fire and <laughs> talked about the election. And, yes. and enjoyed the cool winter. Uh, on uh, I guess it wasn't quite winter. It was still feeling, it was it was snowing out. It wasn't, wasn't like it, no, it wasn't like 16 degrees out or whatever this no. bullshit is that we have going on outside. No. <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, on this the what thirteenth of November, but um, right, which is not bad. I mean, I remember yeah. it being this snowy in the past, but it definitely is. I wasn't prepared. No. Anyway. Anyway. So, but yes, it was great. And then, the, but the best part was the second year when it was about that time of year. Kristen is like, "Y'all, when is tonight the night?" And I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" It I was like totally that weekend. Forgot. I totally forgot all about that. And then when she remembered, I was like, that has to happen. And it's all about buying that Duraflame log. And I just discovered that now I get excited to buy the log because it makes me laugh every time I buy the log. And um, it's like, it's kind of like, it's almost on a par with like buying the Christmas tree, you know, like, like when you go to the tree lot, it's the season and you go pick out the tree. Right. It's like, honey, it's time to go to the, it's time to go to the grocery store and buy the Duraflame log. (laughs) Tonight's the night. <laughs> and so then we anyway. realized this year that we that it was it was that weekend. I think Catherine, you remember yes, this year. Yes, it's it's usually the second Saturday of November. So seems, we took yeah. a we took a little portrait uh, <laughs> of ourselves holding the Duraflame log. <laughs> so I don't know if we ever get a website up and going. We will Ooh, we'll post we it. it. It's just it, us being super dorky, it's wearing real coats and, cute. Hats. and You get yeah. to look at the log. You can see the Duraflame. You can see the log, log and you can see a little Duraflame bit of packaging. And if they you look, big if you look really closely, you can read tonight's tonight on the packaging. Yes. But well done, Duraflame. This is for you. Yeah. A little free, little free marketing, a little free ad <laughs> for you. Um, we're fans. We're fans. We're we're legit fans. So you guys enjoy the ho- the corny packaging. You know, some some <laughs> things in life are just worth celebrating, and corny pa- corny packaging is absolutely one of them. Oh, they yes. know. And also, I think the corny packaging was like. Th- I'm sure there was somebody on their uh, teams that said, 
you know, maybe we should modernize this and the the the, the wiser the crea- minds. The creative director's like, don't touch it. Don't touch <laughs> it. It's it gold. Is <laughs> it's, 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 it's point of sale gold. <laughs> if I, if you, yeah, I think I keep hitting my tooth on the microphone. So uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm I'm bad at this. <laughs> we're, we're getting we're getting there. We're, we're getting, getting we're getting better. Yeah, we're getting better. Um. So yeah. Oh. So yes. Well. Well. Well done, Dorflame. Um, <laughs> Welcome back. This is episode. Yes, two. this is episode two of uh, I Do Rescue. Yes. And w- again, this is rescuing your wedding, not uh, I Do Rescue things that are adorable and sweet and need rescuing. Although, <laughs> although a lot of our couples are adorable and sweet, and I, I actually are. do believe they do need rescuing sometimes. I think they from, from often their crazy do. wedding. Yeah, yeah. But right. uh, but we're here to talk about um, actually really just challenge the wedding industry, challenge what we believe to be the way. We celebrate our wedding day. So that's why we're here um, to really just kind of ask the question, uh, like, why do we do it? Why are these traditions there? Why do we continue to do them? I mean, traditions are fun. And, you know, some of them can certainly stick around, and, but but they don't have to. And and right. I think we've all we just keep adding more to the wedding and it's making us miserable. I think it's making people miserable. It's making yes. people broke. It's making people stressed it's making people a lot of things that it shouldn't be when you're celebrating you know actually getting married because that's a pretty remarkable thing like it's yes. a big big dang deal and like it's a celebration i mean really yeah and it really it, it is um i don't have to jump ahead too much but I, I mean i think the world we live in right now there are a lot of expectations mm. just lots of them and they mm-hmm. just keep getting piled on and mm-hmm. piled on and mm-hmm. before you know it you're you're spending half of your day just fulfilling things that you feel like you should be doing rather than things that you actually even care about. Right. And I think that sometimes, um, in fact, most of the couples I talk to, you know, when we, like I mentioned this in the first episode, but the first few minutes of talking to a couple, you know, they are, you know, they feel that freedom when they first come in to say, can we just stop? Right now, we, we're so stressed <laughs> out. You know, right. we feel like we've overloaded ourselves with expectations, and now we're just—we just don't even. You know, we're so mad and frustrated. And yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, that's exactly right. So, um, but we're going to uh, today. We're going to talk about um, what I call the buying a house analogy for uh, for weddings. And uh, I'm about to blow your mind here. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go out there and say I'm about to blow your mind. So. Um, I believe that this analogy is a perfect way of describing what is so insane about the way we celebrate marriages um, and uh, weddings today. So, okay, so let's, let's talk about when you buy a house, right? Now, most of us, when we buy a house, we buy one, it's already built. You can pick the neighborhood, right? You, you like the city and the neighborhood that you're going to shop in. And uh, you get to see houses already built and, you know, some of them have a certain amount of bedrooms. There's a floor plan. It's already pretty much set. And uh, you pick the one you like and, you know, maybe you don't like the, the paint color on the walls on one of them. Or maybe you change the countertop on another. But right. open up the living room. and yeah, If you really wanted to get out, crazy really in there. But, but most people don't actually do that. Like that's that's like, you know. You talk about it when they first look at the house <laughs> and then they, they never do they it. They never really do it. Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, yeah. Moving out twenty years later, I mean, you know, we all, you know, we, we all hope we can, but yeah, it's it, it doesn't always come together. I mean, because life is busy. So um, anyway, but you know, generally speaking, you know, there are small things that you can change with your house, and um, and then the, but it's you know, it's, it's small things like you know, wall paint and and uh, carpet colors or floor colors or whatever. So um, now, uh, 
and then you move in and that's it. And then you have this beautiful house. Okay, so now um, there are some people who choose to build a house. And anybody out there who's ever actually chosen to build a house, my parents built a house. Actually, technically, I guess they've built two. Um, from from the ground up, got to pick out their floor plan. Got they to decide. They probably chose the land, even. Yeah, they yeah they picked the plot exactly right. They picked it from the ground up, they, and they and they worked with a contractor um, uh, to what help. What does a contractor do, Catherine? <laughs> so Please tell me. A contractor. So the contractor has all the um, sort of the service professionals who put a house together. People who are probably pretty astute can see where I'm heading with this. Um, they, you know, they have the relationships with like electricians and plumbers and drywallers and framers and, um, foundation people and that sort of thing to help pull the house together. They know a guy. They know a guy. They know a guy and they, and they work with that guy because he's good at his work because that work is, um, reflecting on the contractor. So they will only ever work with the best because, you know, people who really know what they're doing. And, uh, Plus, uh, the contractor has to keep his, uh, project on... Uh, on time and on yes. budget, and so he has to work with people he yes. know he can rely on, can rely et cetera, on. et cetera. Yep, yep, exactly. And uh, and then and then the point of contact for the person building the house is the contractor, and between you know the person building the house and the contractor is where all the decisions are made, and the contractor just makes sure that all those things happen with no problem. Um, and then, uh, but oftentimes, and even that is stressful. Like that is a very stressful process to work with a con- to like make all those decisions with the contractor. Decide, you know, we want the ceilings to be this tall. We want the room to be this big. We want these countertops. We want, you know. So there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of decisions that go into that, and that's when you're just working with a contractor. Okay. Now imagine, if, if you will, a process in which you're building a house, but in addition to working with the contractor, you're also hiring personally the electrician, the plumber, the framer, the foundation guy. Well, it's kind of like taking the contractor out of the equation, where instead yeah. of using somebody who has the resources, right. you, you have are to go out, out there. there. And you are calling each, you're calling three electricians and you're interviewing them. And, and then you're getting in there and you're telling that electrician, you know, I want, this is where I want my light switches. This is where I want my lights. This is why I want my lamps. Um, you know, or the plumber, you know, this is, you know, uh, I'm going to find, you know, I'm going to go interview a bunch of plumbers. I mean, okay. And making sure that the plumber and the tiler get scheduled at the right time right. so yes. your plumbing doesn't yes yeah. so your plumbing doesn't rip out your floor that sort of thing okay yeah. now imagine that that sounds absolutely completely absurd to everyone out there right i mean you right. can uh, you can you can see that okay guys that is exactly how we plan our weddings today nonsense it's complete nonsense you go out there your florist is your electrician your caterer is your plumber your um or maybe more your foundation guy i don't know you're <laughs> um, trying to think of some other, um, your, uh, well, I mean, and not that even rentals are your, yeah, are your, f- the fact that you have to go and do yeah. a tasting with more than one or two places yes. for your cake and then your caterer. I mean, and you have to look at the portfolio of all of these photographers and it's I mean, I can't imagine, like imagine if you built your house like that and you spend hundreds of thousands on a house, but yet. Like, way more than you spend on your wedding. Way more. Way more. But you trust your contractor to hire all of those people to get the job done that you discussed with him only. And by the way, uh, for the sake of this, for the purpose of this analogy, the contractor is your wedding planner. You know, for those who, who do hire a wedding planner, your wedding planner is your contractor, or should be. 
and um, they know the right people. They know the best people, you know, and you discuss your vision with that person and then they go and, and those, and again, these are for people who are building a house. So if we back up that right there, most people don't build their own house. Most of us buy a house that's already built. Maybe it's been sitting there for 30 years, sometimes longer. Um, and you know, it's got a good solid structure. It, it, you know, and you go in there and you can change a few tiny little things, you know, paint the wall, different color. That's little stuff. No big deal. But, but if you get in there on the weeds, it is, it's kind of mind blowing when you think about it. You know, this also makes me think of something similar that's become very popular these days. Um, I'm a big cook. I love to cook and I love to, if I find a recipe on the internet, you know, there's no way I'm going to just cook it the way it says it's supposed to be. Like, I immediately have decided, like, well, why would you ever use this ingredient? I'm going to use that ingredient and like to add a few things to it. But I like to cook. Right. I love to cook. And I, I'm, it's in my family. I've been doing it for years. So that's all great. I love to go to the store and find new ingredients. But there is a reason why things like Blue Apron exist is because not everybody wants to mess with that or figure out um, why, how much do I make, you know, or how do I do it? You know, I mean, if you're not into that kind of thing, if you're not the kind of person who like Mary and Larry Potts want to build a house from scratch, mm-hmm. you know, and enjoy that kind of thing. Um, there aren't a lot of options besides just going out and buying a house that's already made. Right. When it comes to weddings, there aren't yeah. a lot of like those types of options where it's all prepackaged and it's ready to go and it shows up on your doorstep and right. you there, just cook this, cook these items and then you right. have dinner. Right. It's that same kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that's why it's become really popular these days to have those kinds of prepackaged, right. you know, meals or whatever, you right. know. Yeah. Well, I, and I'm, we're starting to see this a little bit, I, I would say, with like some of the um, traditional wedding venues. Um, most venues now um, include tables and chairs and basic linens like black or white, you know. Um, and, uh, it's mo- you know, mostly it and, you know, and, and sometimes the venues have a lot of, you know, have some character in them. So you don't feel like you have to decorate as much maybe, but, right. um, like they might already have the pre-hung, you know, festoon lighting or whatever. Sometimes but they'll have a bartender or, or a bar or, actually, a, you know, or a setup. DJ that they work with. Yes. But. For the yeah. most part, even with For that, caters, you mm-hmm. still have a lot, a lot of, of decisions to make yep. and you still have to bring in all your own contractors, you know, to build that house. And by the way, you are hiring all of them personally. And guys, it's, it's, I'm just going to say it's fucking bananas. I don't, I don't know why, why do we do this like this still right. it's, it's, well, it's, it's out. Of, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. It is. And, and I think, you know, we, we could probably list about a thousand analogies because it's is such a it's such a pervasive problem in that you know people feel like everybody wants everything to be very special which is understandable but that in order to make something special you have to individually pick every single item and honestly that is really not I mean in fact this is like kind of back to our idea about traditions you know it's like the the beauty of it is that there's a bunch of stuff that we don't have to decide. We know what week it is. Yeah. We know where we're going to be. We know who's going to be there. We know, yeah. you know, and, you know, we're going to sit around the Duraflame. <laughs> the end. <laughs> you know, decisions made. You know, the biggest decision we're going to decide is, you know. The Duraflame is the is the pinnacle of it all. And that's right. It. And <laughs> but, I mean, having having too many decisions yeah. is, is uh, 
it takes. I mean, imagine fucking Amy. bananas. I okay. believe is so. <laughs> so, like, so Amy, let's 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 plan our next um, tonight's the night night the way <laughs> that you would if this were a wedding. So, like, oh okay. my gosh. So I'm gonna buy the Duraflame log, but um, I'm gonna decorate it. But now I need to go make a Pinterest board of how I'm gonna decorate my Duraflame log. Oh my god, please. <laughs> I don't want to come to this party. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I already hate this party. <laughs> um, what else? How, come on. Uh, well, let's find a venue. Let's go find a venue that we don't oh, want to. The, f- the perfect fire pit. We, we need to go find. The we perfect. should definitely go look all over town. All over town to find the fire pit. Right. Definitely. The, and the one that's kid friendly. Right. It has. I mean, and it, and has, it has to, to have. Be- oh, and the smoke. I don't want the smoke to come up my face. No. So we need to find the kind that like are smokeless. With and the smoke oh, out and the if bottom. it's cold out, it needs to be something that makes my butt not too cold. Like, oh. I don't want to have a metal chair. You know what? We should probably. On that on that note, we should probably go ahead and hire um, <laughs> some of those um, heaters that you bring in that like oh you put around. Oh yeah, you. definitely. Yeah. So now what if it's raining. Do we need to get like a tent? Oh, I think we should get a tent. Yeah, I think we need to. I think that you know if we might. We need to be prepared. So I think I think we've made this. Yeah, I think we've, we've made the, we've made the point we're here. Being, we're being total shits right now. We're being completely <laughs> fucking snarky. Total total shits. <laughs> we we recognize right. we are, but <clears throat> but truthfully, the heart of the matter is is um yeah. Dur- uh, tonight's the night night. It's all about the Durflame log. That's it. It is. That's it. And and that honestly, is the tradition. And honestly, I. If I'm going to go ahead and, I, I, again, you guys are probably pretty astute and could put everything together here, but your partner is your Duraflame log yes. here. Yes. I mean, in this, in this equation, <laughs> oh my God, I love it so much. we do not need, <laughs> mic drop, mic drop, I'm done. <laughs> okay, see you next time. <laughs> okay, no, but of course we have to keep going because here we are. <laughs> but uh, you don't need any of that crap. No. You know, you need somebody to marry you. Yes. Uh, who legally can who can legally do that? Yep. And then you need probably some other person a to witness. get married to. Wi- yeah, whatever your state, whatever your Whitney. state's law is for witnesses, and it's, I think it's different from state to state. Uh, Missouri, right. it's two. You need two witnesses. That's not your efficient. And yeah, I always tell people this. I always tell you know, okay, you found somebody you want to marry. Oh my gosh! Like Bonus. you win, you <laughs> right. win life. You, win. you actually win life. You found right. somebody right. you right. actually right. want to wake up to every yeah. day and love them and be you know partner in life like that is huge so you win okay so right right away major right off the bat you win you win okay so now truthfully the only thing left is yeah that legal efficient two witnesses and your significant other to show up at the same place at the same time and boom you're there right you get it everything else everything else that you layer on top of it yeah is is your Duraflame log i mean that i mean that is your Duraflame log everything else is just you know what, what kind of beer are you going to drink around the log? Right. You know? Yeah. Do you want us to have s'mores? <laughs> Who are you going to invite? chocolate maybe. But right. Yeah. But I mean, right. yeah, totally. Okay. I think we've, well, <laughs> we've beaten that flame to death. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. So. Yeah. I think, I think that's, I think that's really, you know, I think, I think we've kind of covered all of that. And I mean, we'll definitely, this is a theme that we will revisit. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, having a thousand decisions to make does not make your day no. more special. No, it, it really doesn't. In fact, it makes you miserable. Um, I personally felt this when I got married um, back in 2002. And I, I remember I got to the point where I was like, I I don't care. I, you know, I, I when I came, bridesmaids dresses. I had my three best girlfriends um, who are still my three best girlfriends, which is amazing. Um, who I love dearly. And I just told them, I said, okay, guys, black floor length, your pick. I don't, I don't care beyond that. 
And this is in 2002. Now that's become kind of a thing where people like, here's the color palette, I guess, and pick out a dress that kind of fits within that right. and one that you like. But, you know, and we had kind of a, it was kind of a formal-ish Catholic wedding in, in, in the winter. And uh, so it was, you know, it, so floor length and black um, was a um, totally appropriate, uh, you know, uh, style for what we were doing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of got to the point where I was like, I, I, I genuinely don't care. I don't, you know, they don't have to match. They don't, you know, I don't, everyone looks good in black, floor length, easy you know, length, I guess, you know, and that all looked nice together. And, and it was, it was perfect. Everybody looked amazing. And, and each girl picked a dress that totally looked like who they were, who they were as a personality. And, um, and, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was, um, but, but, you know, you get to a point where you just don't care. And I was, why I was like, I like, I don't care. Black, like black and floor length. I mean, I guess, you know, I want you there and that would be it. That would be the only, you know, right. Well, I thought on that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's a whole lot else to even say. I think that, I mean, yeah, I think you're right on. And I, I mean, I guess that like <coughs> the more we talk about it, the more analogies I think of that, you know, like <laughs> which by the way, uh, as everyone will learn um, at the throughout the course of the show that uh, Amy Rizzo is the analogy queen. I mean, she blows me away sometimes <laughs> with her analogies. <laughs> there. It's I'm a like, gift. I'm like, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Like, I, I love it. Like, when, like, I learned from my father. When it's unfolding, I'm like, oh, here it comes. There here we it go. Comes. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> well, you know, that's how I think. It's how my brain learns things is by, uh, you know, comparing it to something else that's like, and actually it's usually a pretty good model for, you know, uh, I don't know. Learn. I don't know. Learning new things. If you can compare it to something else, yeah, it's usually a good jumping off point. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the new mine are awfully very obnoxious and uh, often offensive. Oh, that's what makes them so good. <laughs> <laughs> makes it so good. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> all right. So we all have our, we all have our, <laughs> our things. <laughs> right. Right. We all have. You know, that's your talent. Like, if you were a superhero, that would be like your superhero power. <laughs> would be like the power of the analogy. And uh, what's, what's <laughs> actually so great about that, and I think what analogies oh do, is it sums up a really complicated concept and something really universal. And that you already that understand. You totally get, like, at its core, because you've lived enough years to know how that goes. You're like, that's it. You put you the know finger what? on it. That's it. I'm you save give, the world with that. Totally. I'm going to give an example of this, because I feel <laughs> like... Concert, concert, concert. No, because I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm recycling okay. another one, but I All think right. that this, was, this is one that everybody can understand, that I feel like... Uh, We'll give you an example rather than us explaining how great it is. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know that this is even my favorite, but this will give you an idea. We uh, opened a new venue this year, and it took a little time to get a little traction. It is just absolutely the most beautiful space. It really is. We love it yes. so much. Yes. We love both of our spaces. I know you're not supposed to have favorites, so I hear. Right. <laughs> but we, we, are, we were quite fond of it. But we were really getting a little discouraged because it was taking a while to get booked and people were constantly wanting to look at the old space that yeah, we had which is and still fantastic beautiful still fantastic. wonderful but yeah. it was just not getting the attention that we the new space wasn't getting the attention it it deserved and I remember telling Catherine that <laughs> that um the similar uh what was it uh our old space was the Kim Kardashian of <laughs> I was um, waiting for where you're going to go. Do you remember this? Kind of. Oh, my God. I love it. I said that, uh, <laughs> you know, everybody knows Kim Kardashian. Right. Yeah. But this is she the isn't the most 
attractive sister. She's all right. She's. I mean, I'm not saying she's anything's right. wrong with her. She's I'm just right. saying that yes, there, yeah. there, there yeah, are there's beautiful. an assortment I mean, yes. of beautiful women yes, in that family, absolutely. Yes. and that it's just a matter of the fact that <laughs> Kim Kardashian spends an inordinate amount of time putting her face out yeah, there getting in the world. Very, yeah, and our previous venue that we've had open for a while has you know it's plastered all over the internet and you know we have tons of reviews and people mm-hmm, have gotten mm-hmm. married there for six years yep. going and so it's just got a lot more press it's the one you know it's the, it's one, the you know. one you know it's the one you know you're but familiar there's, with it's just going to take a little while for people to you know get to know uh you know kylie or chloe i guess or I, don't, chloe. I, I don't know i don't and honestly right. I, I i don't know who they are i'm so sorry i know <laughs> I, i'm maybe it's just past my generation somehow i'm, I'm know, in my 40s I and it's i yeah i my name is Catherine Hogan, and I, I don't know who the Kardashians right. are. And that's <laughs> actually why we why we love you, Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I vaguely know of them, I guess. And I think I've, I've I definitely had better analogies, <laughs> but I, uh, I, I, I think that's a good one to, to start with. Yeah, no, but that's yeah. good. Yeah. No, I, I have seen photos of the Kardashians, and they are all beautiful girls. But but you're right. I mean, Kim, she was just, maybe the, just because she was the first, and she was the one that we all know. It well, she's had, yeah, yeah. She's had a lot of, she's... Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, wait, where are we going here? I'm looking at your She's, face like, her, huh? Her space has had a lot of renovations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, but they're all beautiful women. They and are. They are, are beautiful all beautiful. Women. They were beautiful before the Be- renovations. Before and after. You know, yes, all, all, it's all beauty. And no shame. And no shame. No shame. On the, absolutely no. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, but it is it is interesting how her younger sisters are is equally beautiful, if not maybe even a, a, a totally unique type of beauty. And yeah, you just don't see them as much. So yeah, right on. I think that's wh- the heart of what we're getting to. Thank here. you. <laughs> I appreciate that because yeah, I kind of lost my. Uh, but yeah, no, right I love it. It's great. Okay, so so that's uh, yeah, that's that's the decision fatigue conversation we wanted to have with you guys today, um, and uh, the buying a house analogy. So give that some thought. And uh, yeah, and uh, to summarize is you, you mm-hmm. know you are you are allowed to let a lot of that stuff go, yeah, and that you don't have to you know you don't have to make if you don't you have to hire an ele- you, can you do don't to have to hire the easier. electrician you don't just no. let your contractor hire him it's yeah okay. or or you don't you know I mean obviously in some cases yes you definitely need to have a, an electrician to build your house but in yeah but, but you don't have but to hire him personally you don't have to go find like four or three or four electricians and interview him or her. To um to to put the electrical in your in the house that you're building. So you're you saying maybe let your wedding planner do it, you or can, yeah, you can let your contractor do that. Yeah, tell tell your contractor this is this is the the fixtures and these are things. This is what where I want things to happen, and then trust that your contractor will will execute that. And plan. this actually probably with the best possible electrician that he he's associated or she's associated with either one. And to wrap this up, also um this would maybe probably apply more when you're talking about like a larger scale wedding. You're just yes. trying to do a wedding yes. for, you know, 25, 30 people. Yes. We're talking about the big wedding. Yeah, we're the talking big about, wedding. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what do we call it? The monster wedding. We call monster them, wedding. I, I know. Yeah. The monster wedding. And that, that's, we go over that in episode one. So if you haven't listened to that one, you'll want to pop back over and listen to that. And then you'll hear kind of how we define what that is exactly. But Right on. So, so we thought we would take a little time um, before we wrap up for the day uh, to talk about um, why or how we got into this business, into the wedding business, and uh, just to give you guys a little background on Amy and myself, and uh, uh, and how we ended up, you know, how we ended up here, and um, also to recap, if you haven't listened to episode one, we uh, we own, I own, and and with uh, Amy's help, operate the uh, vow exchange events and we have two venues it's basically the elevator speech is it's a vegas wedding gone midwestern mm-hmm. so here in kansas city missouri 
and um, and we, you know, I kind of started this business five years ago, and uh, and I have many ideas. Um, as anybody who knows me knows that I have like a new business idea, like a week at least, and I've had many over the years. But you know, you're serious about something when you actually do something with it, and this was one where I was like. It really captured my heart, it captured my spirit, um, and and it was funny because I had to ask myself, you know, what is it about weddings that really captures me? And uh, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna take a little, we'll get a little personal, we'll get a little, just mm-hmm. just touch personal, I and mean, like like not not like <laughs> embarrassingly like awkwardly personal, but just <laughs> just to kind of share a little bit of background. So for those who do, for those who don't know me, um, I I am adopted, and I was adopted as an infant. You know, I never knew my biological family. I still don't know who they are, or where they came from, or how I came to be, or any of that. But I do have my family, my mom, my dad, and my brother, and they're my family, and they chose me to be in their life. You know, they, my mom and dad, when they got married now 50 years ago, so a heart, a heartfelt um, 50th anniversary wish to my mom and dad, who actually Yay. just celebrated back in October 50 years, guys. Congratulations. That's, that's crazy town. Like yeah. 50, that's, that's really great. Big deal. But that they wanted a family and they couldn't have one of their own and they wanted a family so badly you know they went through the adoption process which was quite a thing quite an ordeal back in the uh, 70s and they waited they waited um you know what four three or four years for me because uh they had my brother first and and then they wanted a girl and the adoption agency kept coming back and said hey we have another boy we have another boy my mom was like no i want a girl and so uh, finally I came along, you know, and their number was up and they called and said, hey, we have a little girl for you. And so here I am, you know, uh, 40 years later, their daughter. Yay. And um, and I'll tell you, uh, being adopted is it's a very unique experience, I guess, in that, you know, though the the source of my, you know, um, of my biological existence is sort of a mystery. I can tell you that the employment of my life is very much wanted and decided on. And my parents committed their life to me when they uh, adopted me, you know, as an infant. And they promised for the rest of my life and the rest of their life that they would have my back, that they would be my parents and they would raise me as their very own. And they mm-hmm. have. And they're my mom and dad. And I love the hell out of them. And... Um, and so uh, it's funny to me when I think about marriage. Marriage is a lot like adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that we, uh, in the modern day, you know, we we get to pick our family members now. And um, you know, sometimes you you're related to people, and then you, you know, their family, and sometimes they're complicated, and there's all that comes <laughs> with it. Right, right. But when you um, when you get married, you get to choose a family member, somebody who you are going to tell that person for the rest of your life and the rest of mine, I will have your back. And it's the most natural concept to me. And for me, um, getting into the wedding business is my way of sort of honoring that commitment um, that my parents made to me so many years ago. Oh my gosh. And so it's really, um, it's a real honor to be a part of that and to watch that happen for now over a thousand couples whom we have married at the Vow Exchange since 2013. And uh, it's pretty special. Um, you know, it's 
all these families that have this that first day and and at the end of that ceremony and you see, see all that i call it the we did it moment when that oh couple's coming down the aisle yeah. and you see like the beautiful venue behind them they have the smile on their face because they just got married and they're holding the bouquet of flowers and he you know and may, or maybe a boutonniere that's on the lapels and and like that's the moment when you helped make that happen. You helped make that moment happen. And it's so big. It's so huge. And I, it, it's such an honor for me as an adopted, as an adopted daughter, as an adopted human um, to, uh, to be a part of that chosen life for people. Well, and also um, one of the things that we see a lot of, um, especially now, are a lot of blended families and that um, it's not just yes. the two people that we bring together. And in often case, often cases, it is a lot like what you're saying where, you know, families are, you know, kids are getting a new parent or mm-hmm. um, their parents are finally getting married. Sometimes yeah. we have couples who, you know, have had several kids together and just haven't had the time or money to actually do it. And yeah. um, oh my gosh, could you watching imagine? a family come together like oh. that is just, it's breaks. It like, you know, yeah, we're saps. By oh the my way. God. Serious it, it does. It makes my heart saps. so huge when I watch that. And my, it's know. my favorite. You see these, you know, we, I, I, we get the pleasure of looking at the photo galleries. Oh my God. Of the weddings, yeah. Don't uh, ever you don't ever <laughs> want to listen in on that because it is gross. We were, we're gonna, we'll probably have an episode here in the future. Like we're gonna, ha- oh we ha- we'll God. have a segment where it's like Amy and Catherine gush over a wedding that we got to participate oh in, and it's it is we we do we freaking love it. Right. We love watching our couples. Um, you know, uh, we lo- it's just such an honor to be part of that. And you know, when you see those families, you know. Yeah, they just they kind of did life a little bit in a different order. Like they had the children and they lived right. their life. They have the careers and they're like they have just not gotten married. And so now yep. they're getting married and like those children get to be a part of that um, of that marriage or of that wedding right. celebration. And it's so stinking special when you see all that come together. It's really great. Yeah. Love it. Well, um, <laughs> this might be a good time to to uh, also let you know a little bit about my background because I did. Yes. I did. I did it all backwards <laughs> yeah i mean it's all screwy i am uh probably i don't know if i'm the only one but i am uh you know a wedding planner full-time wedding planner who's never been married <laughs> and um and very happily so actually um i've been engaged a few times but uh you know never went all the way down the aisle and I will share with you a little story of kind of how that all happened. And, um, and also I'm going to kind of end up going back to where you were with is where I am now. And it's about my family and my daughter. And, um, so when I was growing up, I had two family, you know, I was born to my mom and dad. I was the only child. Um, I thought they had a great relationship from what I could tell. Um, they doted on me. They were awesome. We had a really wonderful, you know, time together. I grew up at my dad's baseball camp, and I spent just a lot of quality time with him and my mom. And you know, they spent a lot of time teaching me, you know, the skills, you know, the cooking and, you know, gardening and, you know, I don't know, building stuff. And so, I mean, I I I thought everything was so great with my parents. Um, and then. Um, I mean, there probably were a number of things uh, that, you know, contributed to it. But I remember when my mom got to a point in her life when she started feeling like she could talk to me as a, a kind of a, as a peer, um, when I'm probably about 13 or 14, mm-hmm. she started sharing with me that she was pretty unhappy oh. in her marriage. Uh-huh. And she kept talking about uh, people that she had dated, like in high school, and that she felt that 
you know, that's something special and mm-hmm. that she just, you know, hated to admit it, but she wasn't feeling it from my dad. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to hear kind of, but also, um, you know, I, I wanted her to be happy. And so, you know, I had to, you know, I don't know that I necessarily navigated that with her, but I remember hearing her talk about it and mm-hmm. that she was just never quite there with my dad. And so by the time I was probably 17 or 18, my parents finally did split up. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a little brother that they had had like right before they split up. And uh, so um, I, at, I watched that, relationship kind of fall apart and it was very devastating to my to both of them actually but um and I was at an age where um I was in high school and I had just met my first love and it was uh, my 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 boyfriend Luke and Mm -hmm. he was my best friend and we fell in love and it was just fantastic I mean Mm -hmm. it was like everything that my mom was talking about that something special that feeling like that thing like you just you know it when you know it and I knew it and um, so uh, we split up because I went to college and um, I just, oh man, I just never got over him. Never. And um, I, well, I shouldn't say never because eventually I did. But um, <laughs> I, you know, went into the college, into college and um, just the whole time I just kept remembering what my mom was saying. And so I was very nervous about, mm-hmm. you know, not feeling 100% about the person right. because I saw what happened right. and it devastated my father. You know, it right. my, it was hard on my mom, but the fact that he had to absorb the fact that my mom just was never fully in, you know, in the relationship, I think it's crushed him and I can understand why. And so, um, yeah, when I got into college, I, I was in a very serious relationship with a guy who was awesome. And I loved him, and we lived together, and we shared so many things in common, and we were engaged twice. And every single time I got close, I just couldn't quit thinking about Luke. And I knew, like, there was something missing, and I just couldn't allow myself to go there because mm-hmm. I knew after watching my mom, mm-hmm. like, I had, the, you know, the, the cautionary tale, right? Right. So <clears throat> anyway, I split up with him. And uh, got back together with Luke. After 12 years, I got back wow. together with him. I, never, yes. I don't think I knew this yeah. story. I moved to Chicago. I, to be oh, there. yes, yes, yes. No, I know this yeah. story. I know that story. And um, we were talking about getting married as well. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, back together with him after all these years. And I realized I had I had lost my feeling for him. And that things had changed. It was 12 yeah, years. I like was a 18. You're a different person. And yeah. So there I was at 30, you know, and I had basically kind of like you know gone through all of these men that I thought I was like ready to get married to and I just just wasn't right and then you know it was like the oh shit I'm 30 of course now I'm 47 (laughs) and I'm like I was so young I had had (laughs) so much more time than I thought I did but but at that point I was like okay well game on I better I got to get I got to get down to business and so it's Mm -hmm. like you know every guy that I was involved with it was like I wanted, you know, a baby right away, or I wanted to be serious and married. Right. And you can't, you cannot you can't, force you that. Can't, you can't spring that on somebody. You're like, hey, so we get some coffee. By the way, I need to. I want to well, have a yeah. baby in like five. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so, I mean, obviously, with that kind of mentality, I, I want to tell you that it didn't work out great. Right, <laughs> right. And so, at some point, when I was getting close to forty, I was like, I'm just gonna have a baby on my own. Forget yeah. it. You know, like it was just one mess after another. And so, finally, I did. I ended up having a baby on my own. And um, it was the coolest thing ever. I loved being pregnant. Mm-hmm. I loved 
you know, the idea of having a kid and raising her on my own and, mm -hmm. you know, all of that. And what was the weirdest thing is that as soon as I had her, all of that desperation and all those feelings of like, I got to find somebody, I got to get married, I, gone, gone. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I was like, wait, wait, was that what this, this is all about? Or, right. you know, is, and, and I felt like almost like I had gotten duped by my own biology. Like, is that the only reason I wanted a boyfriend was to have a baby? Uh -huh. I don't think that's true. I'm looking back, I, 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 but that's as a, this is a, you know, maybe edited out because <laughs> this is like therapy session time. No, but yeah, I've never told Catherine this before, so I'm telling, sharing I this love with Catherine. It. No, I love this. I don't think she's ever heard uh, this whole story, so it's long. But uh, so the the shortened version is, um, you know, I I love love. I believe in love. I know it. I know that feeling, mm -hmm. and so I cry at every wedding we have because I know that feeling. Yeah, and I've been there. I, yeah. and, um, I feel that way and I granted, I love my daughter and I, yeah. I, I realize it's a totally different kind of feeling, but I've also been there. I know that yes. those, those feelings. It I is and it work. isn't though. I mean, a love for a family member, Similar. it's a different, I mean, a different type of family member. I mean, we have different yes. types of relationships with our family members, True. mother versus, uh, father and, uh, or versus friend and, and spouse and child. Right. But, but it's like when you're family with someone, um, it's oh, yeah. like, it's this different experience and, um, and yeah, getting married, having a child, it's, those are family members. That's, that's adding right. a family member to your world, to your life. It's yes. a big deal. It's a around. huge deal. And all I love it. it but I also, I mean, I, uh, I think it's interesting because now that I have a kid, I, you know, the pressure's off. And so mm -hmm. it's never like, okay, I don't that's want your a boyfriend. Family. That's your family. Yeah. But I also, yeah. I love the idea of like, I feel like I, I know that I probably will end up in a relationship with somebody at some point, maybe yeah. married, maybe not. But yeah. I know the thing I love about it now is that because mm -hmm. the pressure's off, whatever that relationship is, is going to be totally right on and pure. Yes. Like it will not have any other ulterior motives. Right. It's going to be because that feeling that I know and I'm fully um, aware of from right. Luke now way you back know. when yeah. or from Desmond or those, you know, those guys that are like, okay, that's the feeling, you know, uh -huh. it when you know it, you know? Right. So it's just a matter of like, you know, we could, but you can't force that stuff. Right. You, know, you can't make that happen. I right. can make myself have a baby. Well, right. not myself, but <laughs> watch me. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's how I checked it when I, you know, my what, ninth grade science class. Right. No, it doesn't work that way. That puzzle, but, but yeah. I, anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> way more information. TMI. <laughs> But that's yes. my that, that's how I got here. That's yes. how I got into like that's awesome. Well, that, well, that's my background in relationships, yes. I guess. But uh, no, but that's, that's exactly how, right. And that's how I love. Yeah. That's how I have learned to love uh, my family now. With, yeah, with Sophie, my daughter, yes. who's seven. Yeah, yeah. That having a family of your own, and you know, that's that's it. I think that's you know what it what it amounts to is that uh, you know I mean that that is that's what it, I think that's what marriage is um, in modern day is it is the sort of um it's making a person part of your family by choice yes yeah, yeah. Absolutely. and choosing choosing to do that like you chose to have your daughter and like my parents chose to have me oh i love and it i so chose much. and i chose to have my husband you know who, who i'm celebrating uh 16 years here um in oh about a couple weeks yeah congratulations weeks. i know that's crazy so, um, and I, by the way, I love our anniversary. It's like my favorite day. I like it, I like it more than my birthday or Christmas. <laughs> and that's like, a lot. 
it's like it's like our shared birthday like it's i know people out there are probably like like barfing in their coffee cup right now with all this like i love my husband so much <laughs> but but no but true it's true though it's, it's uh, like being able to share a birthday with someone which is kind of what your oh, wedding yeah, anniversary yeah, yeah. is it's like you get to share a birthday with someone it's the birth of your relationship the oh, birth of your life God. together right. Ooh, i'm sorry well i know I'm throwing but, up a little bit over here but i mean it's, but it's honestly true a sapien and you know but i mean okay so, that sounds, but people true. if you're tuning in here um <laughs> it's a wedding podcast and if you do not expect <laughs> us to be a little bit sappy then <laughs> um right we're a lot sappy yeah, okay yeah. we're totally sappy and i mean i've cared up a couple times just listening to our st- talking to each other here and yeah, i know both of our stories like that's the only reason why I'm like keeping my shit together right now. <laughs> Normally I'd be like a little ball of like of emotion with a oh giant God. box of Kleenex, you know, just right. trying to you know handle it all. <laughs> but I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this all up. I'm gonna say that you know because we understand love and we understand couples and we really do. I think well, not that not that it is exclusive to us, but because we understand what the you know the the most basic component parts of a relationship are it allows us to help people strip away all the stuff that is not important the the decision fatigue that we were talking about earlier like it is just not that most of the stuff just does not matter yes it's true it's um it's kind of it's heartbreaking to me when you see people you know and and of course you want to make it a big deal you want to make it super special because it is a really big thing i mean it is a very special thing but um, but I think sometimes we get robbed of the experience with each other because of the stuff of the stuff. And, we're, you know, we're kind of just it's like we it's almost like Christmas, you know, like if you took Christmas and you stripped away, st- stripped away all the things, you know, and, and like, you know, and it was just about being together. I think that's why people love Thanksgiving. It's sort of like, yeah, it's sort of like the Christmas without the things and the it's stuff. Totally. You're right. It's, it's just, so it's great. the best. I mean, it kind of is, it really is it's all about being with your family or being with those people that you love the most that you just, mm-hmm. you know, love to spend time with, you know, and, um, and that's the heart of what all that is. And, you know, if, and if you want to add a Duraflame log in there <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, to make it a little fun, a little silly, because that's your shared tradition, then great. Then a Duraflame log you shall have. <laughs> <laughs> They're only like, but, what, $5, right? <laughs> right. But, but it's like, but, but the idea is that you, there isn't a pre-prescribed, um, a formula for how mm-hmm. that is supposed to come together. Uh, and, um, you know, even like like for the Christmas, like Mel and I have this new tradition. Went went on the on the Christmases because we don't have kids, so it's just the, us two, you know, uh, grown ups here in our in our home. So we have a tradition on Christmas Day. We spend the entire day at the movie theater. We oh my god! Lo- as we've mentioned in earlier podcasts, yeah. love our movies, and we buy tickets for back to back movies at our favorite movie theater here in Kansas City, the Alamo Draft House. Like a little free plug for you there. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't love just sitting there and being served food and drinks and you can order beer and wine and cocktails and, oh, it's my favorite place in the whole (laughs) world. Mel and I, we love storytelling. It's one of our favorite things and and movies are such a celebration. Yeah. Such a good, you know, it's such a fun way. And you love music and and that's also such a huge part of the movies. Like all of it. The story and the the, the visual. Yes. All All these things that you guys are so, yeah. Creative decisions that help weave that story. We just, we totally just nerd out on that hard <laughs> so um so our christmas day tradition is we put on our pjs and and like 
<laughs> like acceptable for you know public consumption pjs like we're talking, like, we're talking like yeah we're talking like flannel pants and like a sweatshirt you know and like and thank you for clarifying and we go to the movie theater and we sit and watch movies back to back we do a movie marathon at the, is, oh we don't gosh. buy each other presents i haven't given mel a present and he hasn't given me one to unwrap under the tree i don't know how long that's like at least five six awesome. seven years maybe longer that's so cool and I, I cannot tell you guys the liberation of that tradition. And it all it took is buying a few movie tickets. Yeah. And well, you know yeah, what? That's it. Okay. So I'm going to segue into something else. We have a little, a little thing we were going to, we like to do at the end of yes. the end of the podcast. And, um, uh, we like to call it, well, Catherine calls it. I, I call it, we're calling Okay. So, I, okay. Again, I'm Catholic. And again, things you'll learn about us as we do this. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I'm Catholic. So I do, and I do participate in the season of Lent. And for anybody out there who is not familiar with what that is, it's basically during the season leading up to Easter, it's like the 40 days and 40 nights leading up to Easter, you are trying to, um, refocus your life towards, you know, towards, uh, t- towards God and that sort of thing. So you usually make some sort of an observance some sort of effort to either give up something or start doing something that brings you closer to a, a more, a more genuine relationship with, you know, with your deity in this case, God, Jesus, and that sort of right, thing. So, right. um, so that's that's the season of Lent. But it is always my favorite thing to do. It is I always learn so much about myself, and I always feel better by the time. Oftentimes, right. by the time Easter comes, when you can have it again or whatever, right. you want to keep doing it because right. you realize that your life is actually better for it. True enough. enough. And um, I am not Catholic or religious <laughs> in any particular way at all. So this is the no, in no way trying to uh, push religion on anyone. But we will <laughs> yeah, say no. that uh, that we uh, the idea of Lent I have participated in. Yeah. I used to work for um, at the catering company. They were Catholic, and oh, so yeah. I would always sort of you know attach myself to their traditions <laughs> just for fun, you know. Yeah. And I loved it. You know, yeah. my brother and I used to do it as well. Anyways, and we like this idea of like you know, giving up something or starting something, especially in terms of the expectations around not just weddings, but your life in general. Yes. Like we talked about earlier, there's a lot of things that we we expect of ourselves we or society yeah. expects of us start or to your form parents sort expect of bad of you. habits really. It's like these just bad yep. habits that you just kind of started doing and you don't really know why you're doing right. them. It's just just kinda happened somehow and you're like, wait a minute. Right. Uh, I don't need to do that. That, That's not, yeah, that's not who I am. You know what? So I think, (laughs) because this is already a long episode, I think what you just said Mm -hmm. about you and Mel, this giving up. Yeah, for Christmas. You don't need to give each other presents. You're each other's presents. We gave up giving, basically. Yeah. (laughs) We gave up giving. And and what we give each other is actually um, a a time time dedicated to each other on Christmas Day. And I will Uh say that uh, I want to tackle go back into family real quickly and I'll yeah. say, I'll give you mine. Yeah. Let's hear it. Um, I, as, as I mentioned, my parents are divorced and I have a brother uh, who's 13 years younger than me. And we would spend every Thanksgiving going back and forth between two families oh, yeah. and never getting yeah, yeah, enough yeah. time with anybody and being so unbelievably oh. stuffed and miserable. And oh. we hated it. Mm-hmm. And so finally my brother and I were like, wait a minute again, like, there's no rules and there's no police. There's no Thanksgiving police. They're right, going to be like, right. wait a minute, you have to see all of your family members on one day or whatever. Right, right. And That's we realized like that what we could do, and of course our parents hated it at first, but now love it, is that we started a tradition of we spent Thanksgiving with one family mm-hmm. and Christmas with another family and mm-hmm. we alternate years. There you go. And so that way we get the whole experience. You get to wake up on Thanksgiving morning and house. make, yeah, yes. have coffee 
coffee together and oh, I love it. share the whole week and then go shopping afterwards and go to the plaza, watch the lights come on with one group. Because you can yes. totally get in the groove. It's hard to get up and like yeah. move on to something else. It's like going from one party to another party. It's right. Like, it's Ugh. hard. It's hard. And so doing that has it's been exhausting like too. One, I mean, we've been doing it now for Oh my God, long time. Now that we have, and there's a daughter in the picture, even more so because right. the grandparents, you know, oh, really want to spend time yeah, with her. But it's just totally. now they get to really, you know, every other year they get to be Santa, you Aww, know, and it's it's awesome. We love it. So you know, we we gave up the uh, the expectations of like, you know, mm-hmm. and we we actually had to kind of stand to stand up to our parents to do it, but yeah. it was. It sounds like it was well worth it to do. Oh, I got to love yeah. it. It's being great. A, yeah. Being able to put your foot down and say, nope, this is how this is going to happen. And right. it, we, we just trust us. We're all going to be better for it. It's going to be a better experience right. for everyone involved. So so with that, with the holidays coming, guys, um, also, as you're planning, for those of you out there planning weddings, maybe think to yourself, like, what is that thing you could give up and be like, you know what? If we just didn't do this, like, if, if I didn't, you know, pre-prescribe the you know bridesmaids dresses to my bridesmaids couldn't we all wouldn't it just be just a little easier right just a little like and i'll tell you what i don't miss it it wasn't like it was that big a deal ever you know like it it isn't so so consider just consider like your your homework to your homework this week friends is uh (laughs) (laughs) what is the one thing that you could give up either for your wedding Stop um, doing, or start that you could doing. stop doing, or one thing, uh, one thing you could start doing that you know again, it's a maybe just a different way of doing something, not, not adding one more thing to your list of right, things. Right, right, right. But um, or you know, for your wedding, or even just for your upcoming you know uh, holiday observance and holiday plans right. that you're doing. So, um, so yeah, I think I think that's a good that's that's good homework for you. I can't wait to hear um <laughs> what people what people decide and. Uh, if we ever have, we don't have a way for you to tell us at this point. <laughs> we will. <laughs> we, we, yeah. I'm sure here at some point we'll have a Facebook page where you'll be able to tell us what you gave up for your wedding or, or a Twitter account. Oh your, yeah. Our Twitter there account. There we go. We got to do Let's that. Do it. Assignment. Yeah. Assignment. Okay. W- okay. We vow. Hit us up on oh, That's our homework for next week. <laughs> okay. We that's have our homework to do now. Then we have homework. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, I'm excited to hear what people uh, think of that idea and, uh, and what they might actually give up. And I bet you'd be surprised that there are plenty of things that you could be like, you know what? I'm totally fine if I didn't have this or do that or yeah. 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 Okay. Great. All right. Cheers everybody. All right. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time on I do rescue. All right. Bye-bye.